we were not able to give the client clear and precise checklists of what to expect every week because the SOW was screwed up to begin with. But then as we tried to recover from that, we couldn't get clarity as a group on what we were delivering. So we weren't able to show the client, here's what we will do and precisely here's now what we did, right? So that was all off. Okay, hey, good day. Welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast, how to get fired and do it well. Do it well. And that's where we're going today. Flaming... Flaming ball of fire. Just goodness gracious, my friend. <laughs> well, hey, this week's podcast, and we were joking. It kind of came out of a joke, but we, the more we joked about it, like how to get fired. Yes, we're gonna dial there today. Dial it down today. And you know, last week we were talking season, seasons and rhythms. We're in summer now, and I read the first, uh, you know, three or four verses of Ecclesiastes chapter four last, or chapter three last week. Three, yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll read verses six through it today. Uh, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So there are, even in scripture, there are different seasons of life. Yep, yep. And, you know, what do we do depending on each one? And, you know, I would love to say, hey, uh, no one should ever get fired. But yeah. sometimes it's a really good thing. I, I think back to when I, was a, when I was a kid. If I hadn't have moved on from my very first job, I would still be a bag boy. I, I, I mean a courtesy clerk. Courtesy clerk. politically there correct at QFC Quality Food Center making $4.85 an hour. You'd be up to like 15 now. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is in Western Washington. But, <laughs> hey, that's what I would be if I hadn't decided to move on. So there are seasons in our jobs and our clients that we have to have. So, you know, we, we, we joked, how to get fired? What do you mean by that, man? Well, and, and it, it came out of, you know, working on a project uh, recently with a team where there was a very abrupt change. And I certainly couldn't get into um, some of the details today. There's actually, I think I wrote down um, seven specific ways to screw up and, and lose, a, lose an account, lose a client mm -hmm. that, that this, this group did, um, of which I don't take, you know, I have responsibility in this part of it, but um, it was certainly a lot of things beyond my control as well, um, as well as client changes. Right? They had some issues that had happened on their side that were out of our control as well. So we'll talk about that and kind of a funny story about, you know, what it looks like. What's the... Um, Sort of a the movie or the book that was out recently, you know, Anatomy of a Scandal. This is sort of an anatomy of how to get fired mm -hmm. um, in terms so, of so how to get through it. How, so when when you're thinking, how do you get fired? Are, are you thinking about how do you personally fire someone, or how do you get fired yourself? No, what, by a client. Like how do you screw it up? Like what, what's what's it look like? I mean, what are all the things that you okay. know? Instead so, of thinking about so, the things, so goodness gracious, great balls of fire. You are that ball of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was. A, I mean, I'll jump into the story if it's okay, unless we want to. No, this so is this more. is great. I'll just grab some popcorn. Yeah. What do you do, man? Well, it was funny. We we had um, so set up a little context. It was uh, an e-commerce business um, that builds e-commerce uh, materials and sites and and SEO work for clients of all industries. And they didn't have much, if any, healthcare experience. And so they had landed a healthcare client, of which I won't get into details of either company just for the sake of respecting their privacy. But um, not not to mention I have an NDA, but <laughs> anyhow. Um, and they brought me in to help uh, middle of the project, mm -hmm. right? Which is always a red flag. 
Like, oh, we've already sold this and we can't seem to deliver. So like, yeah. it's already starting off. Bring you foot, in, you're right. the fixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed to be the fixer, which was a little bit of pressure, which is fine. I don't mind the pressure. It was okay. Um, obviously, jumping to the end of the story, clearly we didn't fix it, so it wasn't perfect. Um, but there's a bunch of reasons, sort of po- post mortem. Uh, I would say seven things that we absolutely got wrong, which are ways to get fired, right? So instead of talking about the things you should do, let's talk about the things you Ooh, shouldn't do. That just right? that just sounds painful. Oh, it was painful. So I'll jump, I'm going to tell you the end of the story first, and then okay. I'll go backwards, right? So we get we we've been we've been like wrestling with this client to get a figure out how to extend from like the first phase of work to the second phase of the work, and the second phase of the work was going to take us to full launch, about nine or ten months of work million dollars. I mean, it's going to be a lot of money, but this wasn't anything that hadn't been set as an expectation before. This is building a you know, $40 million business in terms of an e-commerce potential for them. Mm-hmm. So small investment for the return. And, um, we wrestled, wrestled, wrestled. We finally got to the end, sort of start with the end of the story and then we'll back up. We presented a couple of weeks ago, uh, for 30 minutes what was supposed to be a change order, effectively bridging us for a couple of months of work mm-hmm. to finalize the SOW for sort of the long haul finish, right? Not unusual. <laughs> we we presented it for 30 minutes. And they were like, yep, 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 yep. I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden at the end of the meeting, they go, so we've reassessed our resources. We're going to internalize this work and we don't actually want to move forward at all. Like completely out of the blue. It was so abrupt the rest of us on the call sort of sat there going. Can I translate uh, for a second for someone that doesn't know internalize? What? So internalize. Internalize means we're going to do it ourselves. We don't need you're, you. You're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we're just going like, to be friends. We're going to do what? And it, it was it was surprising mostly because they let us go on and on for 30 minutes. One. Just hanging to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but we presented them back to what they'd asked us to. Like we weren't mm-hmm. selling them anything. We were just like, here's where we are. Here's what we need to do next. And SOW would take a while to get signed They by their own process, not ours. And so they had asked us to come up with, like, what's the next couple of months bridge look like on a change order to the current SOW so we could do the next one, right? So we'd done that for them. They never called the CEO of the company to tell him this is what they want to do. They had never, um, just two weeks before, they'd asked us to manage not only ourselves but a couple other key vendors in the project. So it was like this complete 180 that we did not see coming. Like, it was... But then in hindsight, it was absolutely coming. Like Okay, so you, what do you miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing, you know, I would say seven things. First thing is all things end very much how they begin, right? How you set expectations. That's number one, right, for the client. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to get fired or if you want to get fired, what you want to do is completely misalign expectations from the very start. <laughs> Right, so that this sense. this um, client had again. This project was sold before I got on. Mm-hmm. There had been a, a key individual who had basically helped to sell and deliver the first parts of the project, who um, basically didn't manage any expectations of the client for about three to six months. Right, so they'd set this entire rhythm with the client that. Whatever they said, okay, yeah, sure, we can do that without actually checking from a technical perspective. And they wrote an SOW that was extremely ambiguous with terms that were not well-defined or easy to follow on a checklist of like, Mm -hmm. is this done or not? So immediately we had 
significantly different expectations because as you go on, we're trying to interpret the SOW, of course, from our perspective as the deliverer, and the client, of course, is interpreting it as far as possible in their favor. And so immediately the expectations are off. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Well, and it sounds like immediately things begin. Well, then I've noticed sometimes those, if, like if you date crazy and she has always been crazy, yeah, you ain't gonna they'll continue it. to be crazy while you're together. Yeah. And same with certain clients. You come on and you're like, okay, take that into account. Well, and the, cl- the client was fine, but the, the, the people on the team I was with previously, they got they got fired. They, mm-hmm. they got fired from the team I was on, from the from the consulting firm. All basically. of a sudden. Well, because they had been not setting client expectations, mm-hmm. not deli- being able to deliver, having a different philosophy. I was not involved yet, right? And so that's where I was brought in fairly quickly to help salvage from sort of mid-project after the expectations were So that's where it's like, okay, okay so fix that's something. number one. What's right, number, number two? One. Second one, communication. I mean, communication, gosh, we tried, but it was tough because then you've already got misaligned expectations Mm -hmm. and you're trying to salvage the work. So a couple ways we did that inadvertently. One is we didn't communicate clearly that while the SOW was based on deliverables, the team was spending hours delivering on pieces of it, but because of blockers to certain data and other elements required that the client, other internal technology folks had not provided to the team, they started to build other aspects of the project, effectively what would be phase two. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't clearly communicate that to the client. So the client thought, wait a second, this is supposed to be what you're supposed to deliver. No, 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 no. We actually have been doing other stuff. And we went on like this for three months. And we did a bunch of stuff that wasn't actually in the statement of work. And by the time we got to the end, the client was completely confused about what we should have delivered and or the fact that we were trying to tell them, no, we did all this extra work. So number two, that you're, you weren't communicating. Commun- weren't communicating And they were confused. They, absolutely. Confusion kills businesses. Yeah, no, it kills, kills businesses and client relationships. Mm-hmm. And we lost trust which is huge, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to destroy trust, don't communicate, right? That's like number one for all relationships, right? Sounds good. Um, number three, Wonder. you know, evaluating cultural fit, mm-hmm. right? Um, this company didn't have healthcare experience that I was working with. And they several times on calls trying to figure out what the client wanted just were frustrated as a team, an internal team trying to meet the needs of a different industry than they were used to. Mm-hmm. Healthcare is a not a commodity business, and it's a very customized business. It's a highly precise business. And the iterative nature of development and the cultural differences uh, was a huge problem, mm-hmm. right? And so, so you had a client jumping into a sphere that they were not accustomed to, and it was it well, difficult. yeah, it was well. The business itself, the client knew well, mm-hmm. right? But the the e commerce company was trying to help them sell in the form of e commerce, but the business didn't itself was not as simple. As selling, you know, shirts and coats and shoes and mm-hmm. you know pens or whatever. Um, so that was number three. Number four, 
um, the ability to sort of give clear and concise progress updates was sort of damaged by the poor SOW. But even then, as we would shift every week, we would fail at like, okay, here's where we are, here's where we're going. And the next week we'd say, oh, well, actually, actually we've changed. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next week. Oh, no, actually things like things were changing in terms of what we were trying to keep. Like we continue to erode trust because we'd tell them where we thought we were going, but then it end up somewhere different by the next mm-hmm. week. Right. Um, so I'm, t- I'm sure they were frustrated. Yeah. Um, and then I was trying to advocate for the fact that we had gotten so misaligned um, advocate with the e-commerce group that we had been so misaligned that it was very likely that to be successful, we'd have to give a little in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Because we had to recover. We had to recover. We had to give them some work at some point. And that, and for business reasons, which I don't necessarily disagree with, it's just business decision, there wasn't a willing to do that, right? So the groups had met sort of an impasse Right where the client was not satisfied with the work or felt like what was delivered was what should have been, and the the consulting company basically was not willing to eat some of the cost of that work mm. and or provide some sort of credit. So there wasn't an ability to find a sort of what I would call a compromise that would make sense that the client. So in other words, if you want to keep a client and you've had a bunch of screw ups, you know. If, if you want to get fired, don't give it all. If you want to keep the client and you think it's good for your business, you're going to have to eat something. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like it's mm-hmm. not just about you got to eat, you know, 5%, 10% of the project if you want to keep it, right? It's expensive to overcome these failures. Now, there may be business reasons why you just have to move on. So I'd say that's the next one. The next one is, you know, last one is, or excuse me, the sixth one is um, precision, right? We talked a little bit about that. Um, so when will, you say precision, what do you mean? We were not able to give the client clear and precise checklists of mm-hmm. what to expect every week because the SOW was screwed up to begin with. But then as we tried to recover from that, we couldn't get clarity as a group on what we were delivering. So we weren't able to show the client, here's what we will do, and precisely here's now what we did. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was all off. Um, and so, again, the more trust was eroded week after week. And then, again, these definitional differences, like how do we define um, I won't get into the terms because I don't want to get into the contract, but there were significantly ambiguous terms that we just continued to to wrestle over, mm-hmm. right? And I get, like, the client was right. You know, the client's right most of the time. They were right. They 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 were they were fighting for things that I would be doing if I was them, right? I was trying to be their voice to the rest of the the, the build team, and I don't think they were wrong. But there was also different ways to, to interpret what was going on. So first of all, don't come up, don't don't set up SOWs and contracts that you can interpret that widely. But when you do, you've got to be prepared to give a little, right? Mm-hmm. In the world we live in, we've become highly fractured, right? As a society, we all know this. But in business, you've got to be prepared to walk across where someone is seeing something differently. And meet them halfway mm-hmm. when that definition is so different, right? And when you're not, you're going to get fired. Like, that's what happened. And rightfully right? so. So um, those are my, my story. <laughs> Seven ways to get fired. I know that was long, but it was, it was but uh, it, in the end, it wasn't a surprise. But they're all legitimate 
reasons from the client's perspective. Absolutely. No, and, they were absolutely right. I, w- I probably would have fired me too. And, and now, now, can I coach you on getting fired? Please. And, and you're good at this because uh, you're very self-reflective. And so one of the things I wrote about was learn from it. Yeah. Every time something goes wrong, you're learning from it. Why? It's not fun to get fired. It's not fun to lose a client. Yeah. Um, we don't want it to happen. I, I pity the person who doesn't think about if you were to lose a client or get fired. If you're not thinking about it, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. As you know, but I, 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 you know, and I'm sure you're learning. Next time, you're like, I'm going to articulate. You have asked for this SOW. These are the numbers I think you're going to ask for. Are these the numbers that you want? Because this is the numbers I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a very good thing. Number two, I wrote down from a coaching perspective. Wipe your wounds for just a day. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. Some people I say they either they don't they don't get mad over getting fired, or they get stuck and they're just stuck on it day in and day out, weeks, months, years. Mm-hmm. No, get over it. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. Get over it. And you said compromise. I wrote down grace. Now, that's kind of my pastoral side. There yep. comes a point where we need to show others grace. Yep. And this is also, as say, as Christians doing business, there comes a point where, you know, as our Savior has forgiven us, we too have the opportunity to show grace towards others, either right. on projects or, hey, you were a little harsh with your words on that. Are you, was it this? Um, and those are different ways we can coach others, um, whether we get fired or we in turn have to fire someone ourselves. Um, yep. I hope, uh, you know, I hate firing people. I've fired more people than I wish I could, but I think I've done it with a fair amount of grace Where because the goal is not to kick them into a hole. We want to fire them forward is what they want. So they won't be working for us moving forward, but hopefully they're doing really well for the next job or next client that they have. Yeah. Yeah. No, and Grace, I think for yourself, because I think, you know, in, in my situation, you know, many times when you come into these, recognizing there's influences beyond your control, right? Like in my situation, coming in midstream, there was already a lot that was screwed up that that I couldn't fix. You can't go back in time, right? And and also there's a lot of internal politics going on with particular, you know, B2B work with clients as you're working with them in any particular capacity. They've got internal politics. They've got internal changes. There's industry stuff. There's right now the economy is getting turned upside down. So there, there's a bunch of other influences there that, you know, one reason why I can laugh about it pretty quickly afterwards is because we did what we could, mm-hmm. right? I, I, don't, I don't think I don't find fault entirely in one person or part of the entity right it was it was it was a comprehensive failure i mean you have a heck of a great team too you don't just yeah no it was a great team and i think that's that's where you know somewhat jokingly when we say how to get fired but i think in many cases these are multifactorial outcomes that everyone plays a role in Mm -hmm. including the client Oh, right, absolutely. including the economy and including things outside your control, and so these these issues on the B two B side are certainly things that are are we should be working to to prevent. Absolutely, great customer service, of course. Um, trying to listen and do our best to serve each other, and, and and as as Christ has taught us to serve, of course. Um, but many times, no matter what we do, there's still going to be something that. That goes wrong. Right? There will, mm-hmm. and so that's part of toil, and it's part of and um, and yeah, things we and need. clients and customers who are really good long term. What I've noticed are 
frequently, like my best customers and my best clients are some where we've actually made mistakes, Mm -hmm. but we've worked through those mistakes. Those are the best because here you've had an obstacle. You've worked through the obstacle. You've emerged the other side. There will be mistakes, but if we can work through it, we're like, oh, hey, we figured out how to do that. So the next time there's a problem... You don't just cut and run. You're like, hey, remember that last time we had a problem? Let's not do that again. I think if I do this and you do that, and then you end up on the other side. Because every time there's a new relationship, you have to onboard them and you have to offboard them. That's a lot of wasted time and energy and relationships and communication styles. We don't want... We don't want that severing of relationships unless you have to. Yeah, no. oh, absolutely. No, I mean, but I think there's times it has to happen, but there's also times you can certainly be more proactive. You know, I've learned a lot from that particular experience on how to try to more, I would say, with greater severity, intervene sooner, earlier to make more dramatic changes in a particular relationship like this last one that went sideways was we should have just stopped all work from the beginning and completely redid the rewritten the sow with much greater clarity immediately we yeah. shouldn't have waited and three now more months. and now you know that yeah. you've already learned that in a span yeah. of a yeah. couple of weeks yeah, yeah, yeah and the last thing i also thought from a coaching perspective is i see a lot of people they'll come to me with a specific problem but really that specific problem is the result from lots of previous problems that they've had in their life or in mm-hmm. their work that mm-hmm. were never addressed. And this is typically where I come in as a coach as, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what the main area and we're dialing down on that area. But as, as we work back, a lot of times it's something as simple as endings were not proper to imagine. Oh. And when I've seen um, the employees that I've had to fire, I have a really good success rate of having to fire employees and them going on to their next job and doing it very, very well. And I think that's because we have fired very well. Hey, we have to let you go because of ABC. That wasn't done. I pray that this will change. So even though they're, they've stopped working for our organization, mm-hmm. frequently they'll come back just to say hi. And they'll say, hey, I'm knocking out of the park with my next job. And this is how we can serve other people. Yep, yep. It's like, hey, if I would have known this, well, of course you're going to do things differently. Yep. No one likes to get fired. Right. So whether we're getting fired or being fired, if we can learn from it and there's a good ending, then yep. you can have another good beginning yep. next that's right always the next beginning so take those lessons um either improve the relationships you have today with your clients with your with your um or those who are serving you uh and i think this will hopefully uh it'll help us and, and hopefully help each one of our listeners as they're thinking about how to improve mm-hmm. their businesses and absolutely and as we learn we pass it on as well too so we're, right. we're not saying hey We've done it all right all the time. No, we are 100% human, but we are committed to moving forward, and uh, we can learn from that. So that's what we can learn moving forward. Yeah, and wrap this back up to the seasons thing again is is when these seasons, you know, while some can be predicted, some, you know, change quickly, right? There's seasons that come mm-hmm. all of a sudden. You think you're in a busy season, and all of a sudden things shift unexpectedly and dramatically. And so there's there's ways to respond to that, as we've talked a little bit about today, um, and also as we talked about last week, you know, with the ability to sort of see and adjust yourself to the more predictable seasons as well. But until then, hey, find us on the consultantofthecoach.com. We are here to walk with you on the journey. And uh, next week, uh, we'll have another good podcast and uh, look forward to you joining us. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. Okay. Thanks, guys.